Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah. Hey. So I'm Ryan. Okay. That's, that's, I don't know which way the screens are for you. Drew. For yeah. me, that's Drew. Okay. <laughs> um... And Ryan, just so you know, so we can get you on board with, with what's happened this morning is, and it sounds like we all suffer from this on some level, you know, Ryan was up at 5 a.m. this morning, he'd done meditation. Um, we have lots of processes in place for keeping ourselves organized, yet we both sometimes miss mm-hmm. it Saturday morning when we have a show regularly. Do you suffer from a similar kind of... Executive like, dysfunction? Yes, thanks, Ryan. Well, oh, yeah, big time. Like, I um, right now I'm supposed to be making chili with my wife, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so I feel, I mean, I'm laughing. I feel bad for her, but it's just uh, the best of intentions come up against um, trying to do six things at once. Yeah. Um, and in my case, I th- and it, well, in our cases, the three of us, I think trying to do those many things at once is uh, probably a bigger challenge than uh, for the average person. And then if you don't have a partner or understanding, you know, like life partner, work partner, whatever, I think it's uh, thank God I do. Yeah. I just, you know, feel bad for her sometimes a lot of times. So. Yeah. Well, we all yeah. we just, we were just, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say like, are you guys, do you want to do this a different day then? Or are we still no. good for today? Oh, no. or what? No, no, we're good. It's just, it's just, okay. we're just, we're just laughing because Drew phoned me 10 minutes before 10. Yeah. We record every Saturday at 10 and I was about to leave my house because I, <laughs> I completely didn't forgot or like had just, and I'd been up since five and I was yeah. telling Drew, like I had gone for a run. I, I had breakfast. I, I worked out, had, you know, all this other stuff. I did clean my kitchen and in that five hours I had been awake, yeah. not once had I had it popped into my head that we were doing a podcast today, even though we do it every Saturday. And I was literally just about to walk out of my house when he phoned me. I was going to go run some errands and stuff. And I just, we were just laughing about how that's just kind of 
<laughs> like this is just life, right? Like um, the whole kind of, you know, executive dysfunction and working memory. And these, these are, these are our challenges. So, um, yeah. And then we saw, we saw your email just a moment ago yeah. and like, I won't, I won't uh, repeat what it said, but it was just like, unless you, unless you want to, but, but I just could totally relate to it. You can read it. I, I, I forget exactly what I said. It's relevant. If you're cool with it, it's relevant. So yeah, go ahead. You can't, yeah, go ahead. Be good. You, you got it right? Uh, yeah, sure. Well, yeah, because we just, were just... I just shut down my computer. I didn't want to... I have too many competing things going on here. Yeah, I want to yeah. hear you guys. But... Well, we were just like both in Zoom, like, all right, <laughs> you should be joining us any minute. And then you sent an email that said... Um, I'm ready, just taking a few moments to adjust and relax. My breathing is too fast to speak normally, so I figured I should calm before we record since it will sound better if I can speak normally. And which, like, totally get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If more people just took the time to say that message. Yeah. Yeah, so. Well, I, I don't know why, because I don't... I don't know if it's the same for either one of you, but I did not, like, I even remembered this morning. Like, it's not like I forgot when I said earlier, it's just, I didn't leave enough time for, you know, going to pick up stuff at Zares. Um, mm. um, I had it in my mind, we were doing just on a phone call for whatever reason. Uh, and then I realized, oh shoot, I have to shave and shower now. And so, uh, that all you never have to shave and shower for this show, just for future shows. <laughs> good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good, good. I couldn't remember. Like I've, I've only ever listened to you on my phone, but I didn't know if you also post anything to YouTube. So I thought I, you know, and then, but the problem there was, then I got so overheated because I right, right away put my, um, you know, Zoom stuff on, and I was like, I was just sweating because I just got out of a hot shower and got dressed, and then, and I was like, oh, this probably wouldn't happen if it was like uh you know a, a neurotypical person getting on a podcast about finances like they would have been showered made their coffee two hours ago right yeah, yeah. whereas and i thought well of all the people who are gonna not care or forgive me anyway if i'm 10 minutes late i figured it would be you too yeah it's all you're good. all good man you're all safe good. here bro yeah um where do you where are you where do you live um kitchener so not too far oh yeah i think did you say elmer is that where you are ryan or i'm in bayfield bayfield right that's right on the lake right yeah yeah right on lake huron, lake huron. cool and yeah i was uh driving through bayfield on the way to godrich in august okay um i went down there for a day just by myself just to read on the beach it was empty and weird and uh yeah. I was listening to your podcast right when you said something about that as I was driving past Bayfield. So I was like, oh man, I'm creeping on this guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. That's funny. Yeah. Well, the show so, connects people in strange ways. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, well, thanks for coming on. And like, how did you did just, I'm always curious how you discovered the show to begin with. Um, I was trying to, you know, catch up on 40 years of uh, ignorance. Um, I think, was it two years ago or a year and a half ago you started? Yeah, somewhere around there, yeah. 
you had maybe two episodes up and um, you were kind of going through things uh, in parallel to where I was. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I must have just searched on um, app do I use? I think I use Overcast for podcasts. Yeah. And I just searched um, um, autism or maybe Asperger's or both. And then you came up and um, so right away I thought, man, I really want to, not that I have anything to say, because uh, I probably know less about all this than, than you do at the point. Well, I know I I know nothing. <laughs> but I thought, man, if there's anything I can do to keep this podcast going, I'll do it. Because I thought like at the time, there's a couple people doing stuff like this, but they would go for five to, you know, maybe fifteen episodes and then life would get too heavy or too hard or or it would be something, you know, the podcast was something the podcaster had to jettison from life just to mm-hmm. you know, survive. And so I thought, man, whatever I can do, um, to help yours keep going, I will. And of course, then it took me a year <laughs> to email you about it. <laughs> yeah, well, I appreciate that. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's it's something that it's been challenging. I think it, it's, yeah, maybe a year and a half or so ago that I started doing it. And, and mm. I think in that year and a half, probably only put out mm. 12 episodes or something. So, mm-hmm. you know, there, you know, which speaks to the sort of, uh, executive function side of it and just you know real life mm-hmm. in the way and 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 now uh drew who i've known a long time just came on board to help produce the show with me and, and help kind of keep me on track and cool. uh so the the plan right now is uh this year um to just commit to doing one a week and just keep it out there and just keep having these conversations right. so you know it's awesome so tell can you like tell us a bit about um your autism story, like, uh, you know? Yeah. Um, um, there we go. Um, so I, I've always struggled with certain things and, you know, people and, and early on, so I'm in my forties. So when I, early forties, when I was in elementary school, um, I had a couple of kind teachers and a lot of teachers who just thought I was just being an idiot and needed to uh, smarten up. And so, you know, people kindly or unkindly let me know that there was problems with me and I wasn't you know, acceptable from a very young age. And I'm still trying to work that out and get those monkeys off my back now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then trying to, without, a, without knowing what I was doing, trying to mask and try to fit in I never got good enough that I was acceptable to people uh, at passing as neurotypical, but I got good enough that um, no one ever said to me until a few years ago, Hey, you know, you might, you might be autistic. You remind me of my husband or, you know, a woman said that to me and I thought, Oh, so that's strange. But, um, um, so I went to talk to someone about it and he just, uh, he just laughed at me. Uh, in a super rude way too. So it didn't, that kind of turned me off the whole process. And he was a psychiatrist and he said something about, um, his main question to me was, where do emotions come from? And so I, I thought, what? So I, I gave as good an answer as I could about my limited understanding of like the evolutionary processes that led to it and how they are adaptive. And, and then he said, 
No, no. I mean, like, why do you smile sometimes? And anyway, and then, you know, he asked me to leave uh, the room and I heard him speaking to another person who was there, I think for training purposes. And he just laughed at me. He goes, this guy doesn't even know where emotions come from. And he thinks he's autistic and blah, blah, blah. So I heard that and I went back in. I said, I heard everything you said and I'm going to leave. Um, and he apologized, but, I, but so for two more years then, that was like three years ago, for two more years, I just went around thinking, well, it's just me. I just have character flaws. Um, but really like that's probably, now that I know a little bit more, that's probably like the most autistic answer you could give to where do emotions come from? I was Way just thinking that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that. It's like such a literal answer of like, wow, yeah, I know. we look back at the evolution of blah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Monkeys pick each other's back. They get flies off each other, blah, blah. And, anyway. And then, so, um, and then it finally got to the point where I, I changed jobs and the new job was, uh, I love it, but it was a lot um, more uh, FaceTime with, uh, with big groups of, uh, not like meetings, lots more meetings and stuff like that than I was accustomed to. And the, the wheels started falling off. Like, I don't know if people would have noticed that around me, but like I got to the point where I just could hardly think and function when I got home Yeah. and starting to go to bed at five o'clock. And I was like, that's strange. So yeah. then I went um, to, I Googled it and I found the, uh, what's, what's the name of that center in Guelph? You went there too, right around the same time I did. Yeah, the uh, a, a, uh, ADHD Asperger's Center, I think. Something yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I went there, I think a couple months before you mentioned it. So I was like, oh, that's great. And, uh, and you know, both people I saw there were like, oh, well, it's, yeah, it's pretty obvious. Like, yeah. Um, so I went through that process, but it was just really frustrating because, you know, not knowing that for so long, um, yeah. none of the people I grew up with noticed because they just always just thought I was weird. And those who stuck with me were fine with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and no one else, if they either no one else noticed or no one else felt comfortable telling me. And then, you know, having a, a professional, I now know you should not go to a psychiatrist um, about stuff like this because their ignorance and i don't mean that in a slanderous way but their lack of knowledge yeah. is is profound but i didn't know that then and um it was just really frustrating being told no no no, you're fine just uh just just some one guy told me to get a hobby <laughs> oh, um, wow. i was like i don't think i need another special interest like that's mm -hmm. not gonna help <laughs> yeah so, anyway i mean that's one of the things we, that I, I, one of the reasons I want to be having these conversations is just so people understand yeah. the, 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 the experience you just described of going to a psychiatrist or somebody who's not trained in this, doesn't know what to look for, doesn't know how it presents no. in undiagnosed adults. And then, you know, I had a, I had a psychologist I went to see who, who um, it was summer. So I had short sleeve shirt on and I have a couple tattoos on my arms and she said, well, autistic people can't get tattoos. <laughs> I just was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I went back to like a support group I'm in in London for uh, autistic people. And I was like, do any of you have tattoos? And like half them in the room were like, yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, I do. me too. Like, so it's like, but like the, these little things that like yeah. these people would believe. And I'm, again, I'm not dissing that particular psychologist. I'm sure she's probably wonderful at her job, but it's just, this is just an area she doesn't know about. So it was totally. just like, I was like, 
so I walk in here with it and I've got a tattoo. So I just, that's the end of the conversation in your mind. You've already just decided like, it's so weird. Yeah. But, um, so like, so you were, when you, when you went through the thing with the, the place in Guelph, was it, is this pre COVID? Like, was it in person? It was, it was, um, a little bit more than a year ago, excuse me. And, um, it, 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 it was good. And I guess I, I guess I just remembered right now. Um, I had even written this out, but I forgot that the reason about a year, a little more than a year ago, what led to this is I was, um, on Twitter and, um, the, uh, the, the guy from Weezer, uh, the band mm. tweeted out, I just got such and such score on the Aspie test. Oh, um, wow. And I just figured, okay, Aspie probably means Asperger's, and that makes a lot of sense having seen interviews with them. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. that percolated for a day, and then I was like, oh, well, I should take that because, I mean, I don't know. It just felt like a fun idea. And then I scored, um, like, almost perfect on it. And I was like, that's interesting. Um, like, I think I had, it might be out of 50, so I was, like, in the high 40s, and I thought yeah. – this is the, a the AQ test you're talking about, right? I think, yeah, it's the one by Simon, is it Baron Cohen, something yeah. like that? Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, and so, so I was in the high 40s, and I thought, oh, man, like, so I got my wife to do it. I was like, okay, so do it for yourself. And she was, like, um, way below whatever the line was. Yeah. Um, and then I said, can you do this with me in mind? And she got in the low 40s for me. And I thought, okay, well, I better pursue this. And yeah. uh, it, it just, I told, uh, I told a guy I worked with, and he was, uh, he was younger than me and uh, 10 years younger. So he grew up with kids with the diagnosis. Probably, it was probably called Asperger's, but with, with whatever, I, you know, ASD1 would, would be what it is now. And, and he yeah. said, oh, my God, I just assumed you knew that. How, like, you just found out yesterday? Wow, and I was I was like, oh fuck! If you like, I wish you would have told me that six months ago. <laughs> it would have been great. Yeah, six years ago, whatever. So he he knew about you. Oh yeah, and he like he he later said like in that conversation he was nice and sweet, but later we joked about it, and he said like he could not believe, uh, like he was actually the first person I told because we worked together so closely. I was like, I better just to yeah. Uh, take some of the tenseness away if there's whatever um, social pressure awkwardness away and and he just laughed like he was like it was so obvious to him and he didn't even ever bring it up because he just like it wasn't it was like if I came to him and I said you know I have uh, brown hair yeah um, like that's you don't usually say to someone so I see you have brown hair he just was like it's it's obvious it's he must know yeah um, and I was like no no one had no one ever told me that um, so was, anyway. he accept, was he accepting? He is a good guy, and I would say yes. Um, from from my perspective, I think so. Like we're not we're not friends, so it's a lot easier when I think when you like we're work friends. There's there's a difference. Um, but I would say yeah, he was a good uh, colleague for sure. Yeah. But again, he's younger and. Um, you know, I think I'm at, I have looked into it a while ago. I think I'm at like the second or third year of generation. What is it again? Oh, the millennial generation. He's like at the very end of it. And I think okay. like there's a lot of change uh, in those 10 years as far as people deciding, oh, maybe we shouldn't like 
hate, you know, gay people or people who are different. Maybe that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. We shouldn't run around calling everyone fags and retards all the time. Like, yeah. (laughs) Which is how it was when I grew up, you know? Totally. Totally. I watched 40 year old virgin the other day and the amount of gay, this and gay that was like, I had to turn it off. It's a great movie, but yeah, it's not relevant. It's not relevant. Yeah, it's a good it's a good barometer on the whole like gay fag thing that you guys are are saying. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, wow. it's funny like that. I had like my I think I've probably talked about this before, but like when I did the I had taken that done that AQ test a few times over the years, and it was like I kept I always scored on it like you know high and was just like, but then I just you know part of that thing where you just go, but I don't. I don't look like what I think autistic people are supposed to be like rain man or something, you know? So I was like, I don't understand why I'm scoring high on this. And then when I started kind of in the last, you know, year and a half or so, like actually reading and learning and going, Oh, okay. Like it's, you don't have to be rain man to be autistic. And then I took that test and I scored like, I don't remember like 44, 45, something like that. And I think it says like 33 and up is, possible autistic and then like high 30s and 40s is like almost definitely and then i was like i got three of my buddies to take the test just to give me sort of a control group and they all yeah. scored around like 19 20 <laughs> yeah and, I, and my then wife's I, was like, I was like oh okay so there is something here like you know yeah <laughs> i mean it's always nice to ace a test though right yeah i like that you said that you scored perfect almost when you when oh, you phrased man. it Sorry, yeah. made me spit out my coffee i know i waited till you were sipping yeah, yeah. um yeah it's nice to ace a test it is, yeah. put it on the fridge so did you get did you get your your wife to take the test you what did you say she got a low score yeah like it was uh now first of all it was i think simon i'm on a first name basis with him for some reason because i've <laughs> read and watched so much of his stuff but simon baron cohen uh yeah. I believe I might have heard him say, or someone else anyway, say that that test was definitely written to catch or to notice more stereotypically male traits. Yeah, mm. that too. Uh, and when I say that, um, what I mean by that is whatever, you know, male stereotypical autistic, autistic behavior might be. And I don't mean any kind of gender thing by that. I mean, just as a simple label of... Yeah. Um, someone who might prefer wrestling to like a conversation like that kind of stereotype and so it might be that my wife would score higher if it was written for someone like her because in my um you know i work with kids and i've i read this book called asper girls is it rudy simone right yeah it might be yeah i have that book anyway so i wish everybody would read that book i mean not everybody but everyone who works with people or is you know a parent or whatever it's a great audiobook too it's not some books are so technical they don't work as audiobooks but in my opinion Asper mm-hmm. Girls is a good audiobook and um and I I certainly see that in many of not many but it, you know in some of the young women I work with and so I think perhaps unless that test has been updated perhaps it um is not going to catch a lot of the uh females but the other thing I wanted to not forget to say was because gender is um, 
I want to avoid all the controversy around it, but at the end of the day, there are certain kind of relevant stereotypes, uh, but I don't fit in all of them. Like I'm definitely just like a, 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 like a normal man uh, um, in this sense. There's nothing very unusual about me or interesting or special, but I also have um, probably fit more into the Asperger girls category yeah. um, for a lot of the things, just because um, I'm less interested in um, uh, sports or a lot of guy things. Like I cannot have those conversations. Uh-huh. Um, I'm a bit more on the nerdy, like conversations about um, like small talk with guys. Cause I don't know any of the references. Um, uh, and, and so the Asperger girls thing, I think maybe if my teachers when I was young had read Asperger girls, they would have looked at me and said, Oh, see, but he's standing on the outside of groups, not actually connecting. Cause he doesn't know how yeah. I wasn't sitting in the corner, like stacking bricks. Like I had a, yeah. Uh, uh, I knew someone who did that when he was little and I'm pretty sure he's autistic, but for me, it was never stuff like that. It was all these, um, trying to socialize yeah. and faking it. Did you, Ryan, did you say something about, um, you would go to parties and like, like go from group to group just yeah. to try to be there and right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, stuff yeah. like that, that might be, some people could possibly see that as more, um, you know, in, in the Asperger girls kind of category and maybe yeah. the little anyway, bit, maybe the little bit I've read that. about that yeah. topic. Like I, I feel like you do. I feel like mm. I'm sort of uh, in that subgroup of men that sort of fit a lot of the stereotypically female autistic yeah. traits as well. Yeah, yeah, totally. it's sort of strange, which is, I, I think even, even um, uh, more of a, contributing factor to people like us getting a getting missed with diagnosis at a younger age because totally. we're yeah. not fully in that like male autistic thing and again yeah. being, trying to be careful with language right now because i don't know what i know i don't know how to hope that about right now all, all i mean is that um i'm just trying to be descriptive and not yeah. um normative or anything right yeah so. for sure yeah is right. guys is the word androgynous like at all relevant just because like i think even in the neurotypical community androgynous people are able to exhibit and um portray both male and female emotion and traits i just get that these these sort of uh archaic ways of determining autism really should just be brought up to speed almost is what you're saying yeah, and I can't comment on the androgynous thing because I've recently learned that I don't have hmm. any sense of what I look like or hmm. uh, how people would perceive me. So I have I have no idea, but um, I don't I don't dispute it. I just don't have any idea. Ryan, do you ever does that feel like correct to you? I don't really know. I I don't really know that like how to um i don't really know the definition of that word in this context to be able to respond to it really i'm not really sure okay so i'll stop <laughs> looking through the dictionary for big words no no you know what? <laughs> I, I feel like i know what androgynous means in a general sense but in this sort of i mean it emotionally i mean it, totally i mean it purely sure. emotionally like like the idea of internalizing interaction and communication like kind of as phil was saying through a um not a entirely male perspective i meant it emotionally 
Mm. I certainly feel like, um, yeah, like it's okay. Here's, here's a little example of just the other day I was with some friends and our, my daughter and another friend with their two kids, another friend with their two kids. So my daughter and then a boy, girl, and then a boy, girl, but all between the ages of say like four and nine, right? These five kids playing. We all went to meet at a toboggan hill. Um, within 90 seconds of getting there, the three girls had gone off together to find a big snow pile where they were making it, a, they were pretending it was a castle. And it was all about the three of them working together, having conversations, yeah. deciding which room is this room and your room is this room and this is the yeah. ballroom. And so this is, this is their play. The two boys were just on the two GT snow racers taking turns going yeah. down the hill, having races, seeing who could get further, who could go faster. So it was more about them doing like an activity, almost competing with each other, egging each other on, but focused on their individual prowess yeah. in that activity. Whereas the girls, they abandoned the sleds and they were just in this make-believe land where it was all about communication and conversation and cooperation and working together the the parents were all standing there at the top of this hill watching this go down and we're kind of having this conversation of isn't that interesting and i kind of feel like when i was a kid i would have been more comfortable with those girls having some kind of imaginary but, it's, but it, it's it's not exactly right i would have i was into boy things like i wanted to put on camouflage and play war but I wanted to do it in a group and it be about conversation and cooperation and deciding I was less into like, like a, a physical activity, like let's, let's compete jumping or something, or, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Probably because I have dyspraxia too. And I'm just like, and would fall down and can't do anything physical. So I don't know. I feel like maybe there's somewhere in the middle. Like I, 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 I was always interested in like those like conversation, communication, cooperation mm -hmm. those types of things but still in like maybe like i wasn't interested in princesses i still wanted to talk about gi joes yeah. but but i didn't i i wasn't like interested in like motorcycles and jumping cars and or whatever like yeah. mechanical things so i don't know if that answers your question or if that was just a completely useless waste no, of it's great. last 5 minutes that made sense to me yeah so I, um, how do you how do you feel about that uh, kind of the same, like, uh, as far as the, the parental aspect of it, like we, uh, I have two wonderful daughters, young, um, still, um, both less than, um, nine and excuse me. <laughs> they, um, um, I don't like, I don't always know how to do all the imaginative play. So I, I, I felt especially bad for the older one. Cause she was like, okay, let's play kitchen. And I'd think like, oh, I would want her to show me how to do that. I wouldn't ask her, I just try to follow her. But she's one and a half and doesn't know really how to play either. And I was like, I asked my wife, like, what am I supposed to do? And she's like, just play. And I was like, I don't understand the point of this. Like what, I didn't have a problem with it, but I was just like, what's my angle here? Like, what, or what's not my angle, what's my hook? Like, but it turns out, I finally figured out, you're just supposed to sit there and actually pretend you're making a dinner and then eating it. And that's, but it took me like three, four years to understand that. Mm. Um, so like there's those certain gender stereotypes, which I don't fall into. Like 
as much as I try to, I, I don't need more, but I tried to steer away from all the, I, I hate most Disney stuff. Um, for, personally, I just, it, it, I just, it annoys me. I don't get it. And it, it I don't, mm. you know, but, but they, they loved it. And so the little bit of it, we'd have allowed them to watch um, TV and movies wise, they right away angled in on playing princess and, uh, um, sometimes lions and cool stuff that I understand. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, so there's that aspect of it, but then there's the part where if, if I have to go to a social gathering, um, I won't have much to say to most of the other guys. There'll, there'll be some guys like me and that's always great to try to find someone else who doesn't know about usual guy stuff and wants to just talk one-on-one -on -one in a quieter spot. Like that's ideal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but other than that, like I just find myself standing beside my wife, listening to and occasionally contributing to the conversation she's having with um, with women, because it just whatever for whatever reason uh, that those interests line up more. Mm -hmm. For example, like my favorite show would be uh, currently would be New Girl, uh, and I mentioned nice. that in a, in a group of people recently, and. Uh, most of them laughed and I didn't understand that. I didn't understand, like not in a mean way and I didn't understand why, but apparently like that's a show 100% aimed at women, which I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's mm. the funniest thing. And so stuff like that, I think causes even more trouble uh, for, for people diagnosing because like, like I said, I, I'm not doing some of those traditional boy autism things, but also socializing. Cause a lot of times, uh, especially if you don't know people, I'm told, and that this could be wrong, but I was told this by a therapist recently, that women will often be more comfortable with other women just for obvious historical safety reasons, which I totally understand. Yeah. Um, but that meant that when I would in the past, you know, just start talking with someone, she would very, uh, I, I'm told anyway, she might very often wonder what, what does he want from me? And really, I just was bored and trying to talk to someone, but she yeah, thought yeah. like, is he hitting on me? Does he, does he not know that I know that his wife is right over there? So anyway, there's all these other things where it causes both, I think, diagnosis issues, but also my tendency to prefer talking to um, women and or stereotypically more female topics or traits again yeah. hopefully people are understanding i'm just trying to be descriptive and not normative or judgmental but um yeah. that mm -hmm. also causes even more social issues because i wasn't aware of the uh the dynamic of some women being very uncomfortable talking to men they don't know very well or what, yeah. whatever it is or being worried like is he hitting on me or i didn't know that yeah. i had no clue so there's more yeah, rejection but... or people walking away and then you know it's just really hard it's like another obstacle or burden i would say yeah not understanding this stuff so anyway. i think about that too like when i was when i was in like high school i would often like my high school girlfriend she had her little circle of friends and i would often just mm -hmm. hang out with them and i could just sit there in a circle with that you know three four five women and just spend the whole afternoon talking to them and i was just like it was just that was just normal for me and <laughs> it's just like yeah. I wasn't playing football or doing any of that like I still had guy friends but it, it wasn't uh yeah. even like even like um I had some guy friends and we we got really into like skateboarding and I was never good at it a couple of my friends were really good but I'd go out and hang out with them skateboarding 
But for me, my favorite part was always like when everyone's tired and taking a break and like sitting down on your skateboards and just shooting mm -hmm. shit and like mm -hmm. having a pop or something to, to, cause you're, you know, you're sweating and you're thirsty. And like, that was always my favorite part. So it's like the actual skateboarding itself for me was just a means to like have mm. sort of a safe place to be with friends but then like the end when we were just sitting around talking afterwards was like what i really wanted uh it wasn't the actual activity itself that that mm -hmm. did really anything for me because for me it was just more frustrating than anything else because i'm super uncoordinated and just would fall down the whole time but i don't know it's it's funny looking back on this stuff because at the time you don't know what what it is you know or like well, you want to go skate you want to go skateboarding yeah, I do. I, absolutely do. <laughs> I tried that once, and yeah. um, my God, I could, I would, I would probably die if I if I did any of that jumping and like going. What do you call like empty pools? Whatever that is, a oh. half pipe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did that once. Someone just said do it, and I'm sometimes oh. impulsive, and so I did it, and I just closed my eyes, and oh, I, no. I then oh. I was at the bottom. But I was still on the skateboard, so I stepped off and I just said, "Dear God, never again." That was stupid. But you dropped it. Uh, this guy I dropped did. In. I'm told I looked like incredibly physically awkward, like some type of like wow. albatross or something. But I was like, I did it, and moving on. Oh my God! But, um, I was going to ask what you guys thought. It, probably more for Ryan, because because Drew, I think my guess is you would find socializing easier than I do. I mean, I think I, <clears throat> I'm realizing through this show that I actually, when, like, have been masking so much large group socializing for so yeah. long. Like, this is my jam, man. Like, talking okay. to open-minded people uh, in a quiet room. Um, the older I get, the more research that I do, bro, I, I'm finding that I really don't like large groups. Okay. And, yeah, I, I think right. I'm just... I've, I've like just starting to like tear off some of the layers that are like some of the fake, yeah. fake ways of dealing with it. And, you know, this is just like a totally unrelated thing, but like not, I, I haven't been drinking for a few months and that act has actually made me realize that drinking was, was a big part right. of the mask I wore socially too. Right. So, yeah. yeah. No, I, I hear people say that like, I've, I've never really, um, wanted to self-medicate or whatever with alcohol or drugs it just probably because i had uh, a family distant family member but someone i saw regularly who was an alcoholic from a young age and i just thought like that turned me off all that like he would just scrape when, when he was drinking he would start watching sports and then start screaming the n-word at football games um, and then my parents would say okay we're leaving right yeah. Um, so yeah. that was my impression of drinking and being a very black and white thinker. Right. I just always thought I don't want to be that guy, so I never did. But um, and sports I, too, probably on some level. Me, uh, yeah. Although I, I did track and uh, football and rugby because I liked running and stuff. So oh. I like playing sports, just not talking about them or thinking about them or watching them. Um, but what I was going to say to both of you then is uh -huh. um, I recently listened to uh, a lecture or a speech or whatever given by a British woman. I think her name's Sarah Hendricks or Hendrickson. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, 
she's married to a man with autism. Her kids, I think, are all autistic. And I think she's some type of autism researcher, therapist, or something. And, it, you know, when she was about my age, I believe, she found out she was also autistic, um, which is, is, is both funny and sad because, I mean, she had a lot of clues, but again, they were none of them directed at, at, at her. She was already her. an autism researcher. <laughs> then Something. Just... She was in the field somehow and her yeah, whole family. Wow. And then it just, it just came to her one day, apparently. And so I was listening to her and she said, one of the things she says to young people or to anyone who's recently found out they're, they're autistic. She said, um, you know, a lot of people come to me saying, help me make friends. And then I say to them, do you know what that means? And yes, people do. And she says, no, no, no. Do you know what that means for you and your energy output? and your mental, physical, emotional, spiritual commitments to that process. Those are my words summarizing mm. her, so I hope I got it right. Mm -hmm. and, and people often say no, because I never, I never thought about it. So I was listening to it uh, while driving and I said no out loud and I was like, no. <laughs> and then she said, you, you have to like talk to them all the time and invite them over and like be affable and hospitable and talk about boring shit most of the time from, from my perspective yeah um not that they're boring but the awesome things other people could say they usually don't want to and they would rather um it's it's good for them and i don't have any problem with small talk but like i can't do it i can't <laughs> yeah. um and i don't know at what point i could say something that would be to me more relevant and interesting and if i say it too soon um i think it back foots people and anyway so she was talking about all these things you'll have to do and how much energy it takes then i finally and this is like two weeks ago by the way and i realized like i absolutely don't want to and can't do any of that or i would have to quit my job stop being an effective parent and not have any energy or time for my wife who's awesome <laughs> so it occurred to me like i don't want to maybe ever talk to anyone ever again <laughs> so, <laughs> it, was a dark, guys, it was a dark christmas that's where i was at christmas time wow oh man. my god i know it's so, so brilliant real. though it's so brilliant yeah. it's like i want friends and then it's like do you really and it's like oh well no i don't <laughs> No. and i i like i care about people and people i used to socialize with and don't anymore like i hope i wish the best for them yeah. And if they needed help moving and I ha was physically had the energy, spiritually, emotional energy to do it, physical energy to do it, I would. Yeah. But I, there's kind of like one guy uh, who I've known just since grade two or something. And he's a good guy. And, uh, you know, I want to keep in touch with him uh, mm -hmm. for sure and spend the energy there. Um, and there's other people who, if they call and they don't usually, because you drift away from people, I would, I would, but, I, but I just at the point right now, and maybe this will change where I'm not interested in mm. pursuing anything. And that's something I've always tried to improve, but it just occurred to me finally, like, mm -hmm. why it, it, was that part of my masking? Was I, did I just look around and see, okay, people socialize and have friends and therefore yeah. I don't want to be the bad kid. My teachers and peers are implying that I am. So that's one possibility that I was just masking that way or being very black and white and thinking, well, that's what people do. So I'm people. So yeah. people will do that. I'll do that. Or 
do I actually want to do that? But now I'm just um, so deep in um, what I've learned is called autistic burnout that maybe, mm-hmm. maybe right now I can't even conceive of being back in a spot where I would want to. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, maybe there's, like you, you like gain so much back energy wise that you're just like, fuck that. I don't want to put more on my plate. Yeah, see, that's where it is. And to be honest with you, I'm, um, I'm um, actually, when we are, like, I'm in a very bad place, um, not in a dark, like, sad place, but, like, a couple months ago, my, my, my brain just shut down, like, and I stopped being able to function. Like, I was going, coming home at five, kissing my children, um, I had to work a bit later just to try to get everything done. Come on. And then I, but I like, I'd go, I'd say, I'm going to go have a quick nap and I'd wake up to put them to bed. Yeah. Uh, like I, I, I stopped and there was one day um, in December uh, had nothing to do with Christmas or lockdown busyness, but like just normal life stuff. And I, my wife was talking to me and I was trying to respond to her and uh, for about a minute and a half, like I was nonverbal. I don't know if that's the right way to, I know some people are, and I don't, I'm sure their situation is much, much more difficult than mine, but I, I, I mean, descriptive, like I couldn't speak. I couldn't yeah. respond to her. Like I'm very visual in my thinking. And I felt like I was standing against a wall with my lips on the wall and I couldn't force sound through. Mm-hmm. And I thought, my God, is that how some people live their lives? Like it's, it was so frustrating and thank God I can speak, but like I, I couldn't speak. And I, that's when I thought, okay, something, something's given here uh, or, or something's not snap, but broken. And so I, I had to just stop and drop. And when we're done here, I'm going to need a nap. And I, I've never been a napper because I, when I wake up from a nap, I'm more tired usually because yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Um, but there'll be nothing left. My brain won't work. Yeah. And I want to take the kids sledding this afternoon, maybe even take the toboggan and, if I want to do that, like, and drive safely, it's going to mean sleeping for a while. And I'm enjoying this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right now, being in the middle of this, for me, unprecedented type of, I'll just call it autistic burnout, and people can Google that if they're interested. Um, All I have right now is the ability to speak to you too. And then... But that's because I've saved up. I went to bed at seven last night and slept till about seven thirty today because I knew it was going to be a. Um, so yeah. Anyway, so that whole burnout thing is another thing I wanted to mention because uh, I didn't know about it, um, and I went to my doctor last year. Um, well, not last year, like six months ago, and I said, "This is this is how I'm feeling," and he said, "But oh, it just sounds like you're depressed. Could possibly be." Uh, we were just coming out of coming into the nice weather at the time. And he said, it could have been because of winter. It could have been all these things. So take up a hobby, try to do more and exercise more. So I tried that, but that actually just made it worse because that's mm-hmm. excellent advice. I think probably for neurotypicals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, my brain was saying stop or else. And I didn't. Yeah. Um, and now that I haven't, like, I don't, I don't know kind of right now I don't know what the future holds I don't know do all of these uh skills and uh abilities or 
normal desires like to socialize do those come back um did i mask and do this wrong subjectively wrong for so long um have i strained the motor to the point where it's broken and can't get back to 100 like i don't know um so anyway i just wanted other people to possibly maybe be able to get ahead of this especially people late diagnosed and maybe know that if your body is saying slow down and someone a trusted and a friendly and nice medical professional tells you something that feels really wrong. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're right, but maybe, maybe you're right because they have an, uh, um, a simple literal ignorance about autism just because they actually don't know. Anyway, that's that. Man, that's like, so good. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's like, that's Mm -hmm. really important stuff i think for people to hear and to know it's um yeah it's hard to i think man you just described it really well because it's it, i find it's something it's one of those things that i find it's hard it's how do i it's hard to describe to neurotypical people what that feels like in a way that <laughs> like makes sense mm-hmm. and this is part of like something that i i've struggled with my whole life is like internalizing all of the like kind of guilt and shame and and feeling like uh you're not trying or like well just get outside and do do more and exercise more yeah. and you're just like but i like there's it's like how do you, it's this 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 feeling of just like there's nothing in there to power that you know mm-hmm. like I have I'm I'm st- just in the last year like learning how to be okay with when I need to just power down and mm-hmm. and and just like because there's always a to do list right there's mm-hmm. always a to do list. And I'll have these days where I've got the day planned and I got to do this and this and it's all going to happen. And I'm going to, and then I just get up and it's like, mm-hmm. and it's like, sometimes I just literally don't leave the couch for the entire day. And it's not that mm-hmm. I'm depressed and it's not that I feel tired in a normal way. It's just that there's something else happening where it's like my brain just needs to turn off and, yeah. and can't, it's like the engine's been running hot or something and just needs like mm-hmm. I don't know the exact words, but it's hard to describe in a way that isn't just like in feeling this sort of guilt and shame around, well, how come I can't just do all the normal things every day that everybody does that mm-hmm. are like, I sometimes like, you know, some days like today I cleaned my bathroom and I was fine. Some days I clean my bathroom and that's the only thing I'm going to do that day. It's like, that's yeah. it. I, it took everything I had to clean the bathroom and that's it. And that's my entire day. And I've, and then I will spend the rest of the day feeling shame and guilt around not doing anything else, but I just am like spent. And then it's like, I'm learning how to be okay with that, like to accept it and not keep beating the shit out of myself about it. But yes. at the same time, it's, it's not easy because I've spent 40 years kind of like thinking that I should be able to do these things or should be able to socialize, you know, like, yeah, like, you know, it's, yeah, I don't know. You're, you're getting it. I wanted to ask you also, both of you, 
uh, about the following. You just brought up two things I wanted to mention. One, spoon theory. I found that kind of helpful explaining yeah. to either neurotypicals or people who might be autistic and just are, you know, behind me on the path of figuring what, what it means, figuring it all out. Yeah. Um, I might, they might only be one step behind, but any, any way you can help someone is, is helpful. Yeah. <laughs> Redundant. But, um, so I wanted to ask you about spoon theory, if that helps you understand yourself and if that helps other people understand. The other thing I wanted to ask you was kind of, um, I, the, the term just flew out of my mind, but it, it might be models of disability or something like that, whereby the traditional, I think, way of seeing disability is it's centered on the person. The person can't somehow function uh, in, in ways that they need to and if there is something, quote, wrong with that person, uh, there could be a spectrum where you're just, for example, just a little bit, um, maybe you can't see clearly, you need glasses, that might not be a disability to the point where you are blind uh, and therefore considered in this traditional way of seeing it as defect, or not, what's not defective, um, unable. Yeah. Uh, because mm. your vision is defective in this old way of seeing it or potential old way of seeing it there there is it, you know that person can't get by so they need help the other way of looking at it another one other way of looking at it, a different model is kind of the societal model and again these terms might be incorrect but the idea is um, am I disabled uh, mm. and it's on me so to speak in my developmental whatever or is it the way uh, we have structured our society mm -hmm. to require only kind of, it's not quite cookie cutter because there is some variation in what would work. Like I said, mm -hmm. you could wear glasses and not be considered disabled. Whereas yeah. you would have maybe been totally vision impaired like 150, whatever, long ago. But yeah. so those two competing models, I'm sure there's other ones too. So where do you guys come down on the spoon stuff, the spoon theory, and, and the disability model models? Um, yeah, I find spoon theory helpful. I, I find, like, just that idea of, hey, you might just be starting your day with less spoons than most people. Yeah. And, like, you know, I, I... Because you spent them yesterday. Yeah. 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 And, and or three days or even four days ago and it's catching yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, um, I don't know. I mean, I think I struggle with this sometimes because I think I always try to find physical analogies to compare, to like explain stuff to people because I feel like because this stuff is invisible, I just feel like sometimes when I'm trying to explain it, I feel like I'm just sounding like a crazy person. Cause I, you know what I mean? Like, it's always such a thing where I'm like, I feel like it's this invisible thing you try to explain to somebody. And, and I've had uh, without throwing anybody under the bus here, but in the last year and a half, I've had a, some people in my life very, very close to me who were not supportive and who just like would say things like you're just making excuses and you're just trying mm -hmm. to, and it's like, fuck, I'm starting to, it's like really hard. That shit's really hard because it's like, you're struggling so much and you're trying to understand what's happening and you're trying to figure it out. And you're trying to have these conversations with people 
that mm-hmm. um, are yeah. supposed to are supposed to love you. Yeah. And and then you get this like backlash. Oh, uh, you're just you just don't want to do it. You're just trying to get out of doing this thing. You're just trying to make excuses, and you're just like that that just piles it on even worse mm-hmm. you know um yeah. i don't know but yeah i mean as far as the models of disability goes i mean i i do feel like i've and it's so funny because i've had this feeling ever since i can remember since being a little kid i've just always felt so out of place but mm-hmm. i had this feeling like like somewhere in the universe there's an environment where i would fit in perfectly like I'm just in the wrong place. Like I'm just an alien on earth, but there's some planet where there's everyone's like me and I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have these struggles or this disability cause I would just be fine. Or even within my, my life, like if, if there was like a, um, like the idea to me of doing like a 40 hour work week, eight hours a day, five days a week is just fucking insane. Like I mm-hmm. cannot maintain that at all. I mm-hmm. just crash and burn and crumble into a pile of ash. Like I just can't keep that up for more than like a few months before I just start getting fucking ticks and shit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, so what does that mean? It means, well, I have to work less. Uh, so it means I make less money. It, so it means I have those issues around that. Yeah. Or it means I change jobs a lot because I burn out all the time. Well, then I'm, then you have this like, uh, financial problems, self-esteem problems. You get viewed at as a fuck up and a failure and all this shit. And it's like, I just have to find the environment that works. I feel like somewhere there's somewhere out there, there's somebody that could fucking hire me and go, I love how you think. I love what you're capable of. I love your creativity. And I just want to like, hire you for you and work whatever way makes sense for you just get the Mm -hmm. job done but that's Mm -hmm. not the structure like i've had jobs where like i had an office job years ago and i hated being in the office because the environment was terrible for me and i would go in on weekends and work when the office was empty and i would get all my work done but then Mm -hmm. i was getting shit on because i would not want to come in during the during the week as often and i'd be like why don't i just come in saturday and i'll do like a 12-hour day on saturday and i'll get all my shit done well, you can't do that. You have to be here. And I'm like, well, why? Because mm-hmm. it looks bad. I'm like, but who cares what it looks like? Mm-hmm. Well, then other people will want, to, want other people will want special considerations. And I'm like, but you hired me to do a job. If I do the job, if I come in at 5 p.m. and I work till midnight when no one else is here, but I get the job done, what's the difference? Mm-hmm. But I mean, back then I didn't know I was autistic. I didn't know why I was having these anxiety attacks in this office environment, but it's stuff like that where you go, you know, the, you're talking about like, am I disabled or is, or is it the world? And it's like, if a job like that just went, yeah, sure. We don't care. Get the job done. Come in on weekends, come in at night when the office is empty. We don't give a shit. You have mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. job to do when you're done that job for the week you're done. Like then I could mm-hmm. just, I could come in on like, you know Any day. a couple nights and on one day a weekend and i could get everything done in less time mm-hmm. it would take me to do it while i'm at the office because there's no distractions yeah but, so i don't know i'm sorry i just fucking rambled but i no man it's, it's good it's good i'm kind of i it cut out for me like i missed everything you said from about 10 seconds ago to about 30 seconds ago 
Oh, okay. Um, so I'll have to listen to it later. Yeah. <laughs> what I wanted to say to you um, was work stuff aside, like I hope you kind of feel like you have found that world where you exist and you're exactly right uh, here. Cause I'm feeling that from you now. And I think that's yeah. why uh, I've, this is not like me. I, I would never come and do something like I'm doing right now. Mm. If you hadn't have created this place um, where we can, we can be us like nothing either one of you have said, uh, was the least bit annoying or different or frustrating to me. Um, <laughs> and hopefully it's the same for me. Whereas if I was yeah. talking to most people, I would be really frustrated after an hour because yeah. I'd think, like, why have you said almost nothing that I'll remember tomorrow? Yeah. Uh, and why have you made me bad for not being, why have you made me, not you, but other people, other places, why have you made me feel bad for being me? Whereas that's not happening here yeah. at all. Can I just can I just say something that I think is amazing? Yeah. That is, which is why I'm laughing, is because yeah. for you to say nothing you guys have said has annoyed me to me it's like that's such a <laughs> that's such a compliment. But yeah. like a, neuro, a neurotypical yeah. person would not take uh, that as a compliment. They would be offended. Uh, but like, dude, I'll go make a coffee and my I will annoy my wife in ten fucking seconds. <laughs> yeah. But like that is such an autistic compliment. I think like. Yeah, nothing yeah. you guys have said has like annoyed me or offended me. So, <laughs> and I'm like, that's yeah, amazing. that's great. <laughs> Whereas, <laughs> like, yeah, Sorry. yeah. Go ahead. go ahead, go ahead, Phil. Phil, you had something brilliant. I thought. I was gonna say, um, I'm getting a little bit better in the last year of seeing things that are gonna fit the category of what you just said as autistic compliment or, like, I knew that was gonna sound funny to someone like you who sees how it's both uh, fine for us to say to each other, but not fine for us to say to someone else. Yeah. 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 Right. Because I was like, okay, this guy is going to understand that. Whereas if I just said that to my wife, she would get me and not be upset because she's awesome, but she would not probably think it's that funny. Yeah. Right? Mm. And, uh, that's what I mean about this place you've created. I can not, I'll still be polite and I'm not going to like try to, um, hurt anyone's feelings or say anything really controversial accidentally yeah. but like I, I can also say um, that you are not annoying and you'll think oh yeah that's true that's good <laughs> right <laughs> normally, normally I'd have to spend a spoon and a half thinking what I want to say is that they're not bothering me and they're really great to talk to and how would I say that in the right tone of voice so that they would receive it correctly yeah. And I have to remember to look them in the eye for only so much time, but for that time. And I have to say it in a different way. So I would translate it through my emulator mm. to come out as, you guys are nice to talk to. Yeah. And I'd have to say, oh, right. Uh, guys aren't supposed to say stuff like that. So I would emulate, try it again. And I'd say, yeah, I'm having fun, dude. Yeah. Or And <laughs> it's, it's, it doesn't sound like... <laughs> little bit of spoonery oh, um, yeah. i fucking love talking to you man i fucking love it. yeah you're hitting it out you're hitting it out so glad ryan showed up for this one phil yeah well <laughs> it's so um like yeah that i do i do feel like 
doing this show and having these conversations is like so help it's helping me find my place and helping me find my tribe and helping yeah. me like learn to accept myself and all this stuff and undo all that internal damage of years of yeah uh, uh guilt and shame and all this other crap and yeah it feels so good i mean i god i wish i wish there was some well this is what we're working towards is like, like maybe there's a chance that this could be my job one day like i just love it so much i love talking mm -hmm. to people like you i love these conversations and it's like um i just have to remember to show up for them <laughs> thanks <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, you you can cut this out if it's too much inside baseball and or for whatever reason. But I I like were we originally scheduled for last week? Like, yeah. do you mind do you mind if I mention that? No, no, no. Let's bring oh, this up. This, yeah, were we? Because I don't, yeah, we could have been. Yeah, we yeah. actually. This is why I had a panic attack because we had a cancellation for Phil last week, and I was like, we cannot have another one today. Oh, uh, oh did, we yeah, one, yeah. did we have one scheduled and then I didn't show up? Well, it, it was just like a miss. Phil, you describe it, please. Well, no, I, I actually, maybe Drew, you could, because I can't remember the details, but um, basically we were going to do it last week. And then maybe I emailed the night before or like, you know, 10.05 or something, you know, after we were going to, a couple minutes after we were going to start. And I said, are we still on for today? And, and I just figured you guys did what I did usually do i didn't do it this time because um the stars aligned but i was like they've totally forgotten and yeah. i do that all the time so i don't care at all yeah and if it hadn't <laughs> worked today it would have just been another funny story it wouldn't have bothered me because i understand yeah uh i'm in the middle of a crisis where half the time uh not like a like a personal crisis where half the time i can't think straight so it didn't Absolutely. bother me at all, but I was like, yeah. this is exactly the podcast. You knew, all, you knew. Exactly. <laughs> and all three of us will forget next week. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny, like, I, my job is to make this so that Ryan can do this full time. I, I've come on because like you, Phil, the first time I heard this show, I thought that everyone needs to hear this yeah. and uh, everyone will you know, at some point in time, come across hopefully this useful information. And, and, and what's actually happened this week, if I could be honest with you, is there's three or four different emails. I've created a new email just to be the freelance producer for the show. I have obviously other emails, right? Yeah. In that process, we've, we've, some people have fallen through the cracks. And I'll tell you this, in a neurotypical, like I come from an advertising, you know, car commercial background. In a neurotypical world like that, you'd be burned, you'd be scolded, yeah. left left out to dry. And everyone yeah. that we've had communication problems with has been like yourself, just been so sweet. So thank you, dude. Yeah, no problem. It, we're getting, it's this, we're getting this ship sailing in the right direction. Hmm. Yeah, and I, well, and I, I, it's also it's early days, even though it, it's very early days, and I think a lot of things bugs will get ironed out but at the same time it wouldn't surprise me if um you know in 20 years you wanted to do a 20th anniversary special for your podcast and on that day you'd, you'd want to you know I'll, I'll call in and, and talk to you for a minute and i'll forget to call or you'll forget to do a 20th anniversary like a lot of bugs get worked out but 
Probably not all of them, right? But our ratings yeah. don't go down. Pe- people that are listening to this show are like, this is real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we would be like, well, if we hit that many years, it'd be amazing. But I, I could totally see that hitting your like year 21 and going, wait a minute. Is this year 21? Yeah. <laughs> should, we have, should we have done a thing for the 20th year? Is that, is that a th- like, should we have done that? Yeah. If, if we knock on wood, if we get there, who knows? But um, yeah. Oh, Yo, you guys good. inspired me. You guys inspired me. I just jotted something down. Uh, I'm going to, because I feel safe. I'm going mm-hmm. to read it to you. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's an energy equation to this autism we're facing, mostly frustrating. I'm reworking the terms trying to make my life liberating. There you go. Hmm. Can you say that again? There's an energy equation to this autism we're facing. Mostly frustrating. Um, we, we're reworking the terms, trying to make life liberating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was based on basically what you guys have been telling me. I, I experienced this on, on a very, I think, as, as you described, Phil, like, uh, you know, I think I experienced in some ways harshly, but I think people that have, you know, autism full on, they definitely feel these things way more full on. And when I wrote that, I was really just thinking about your guys' conversation. It wasn't coming from me. Just like, obviously I, I feel these things and I, and I am a part of this community. I just know that people suffer much more than me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what you just said is true because obviously a burn victim has a far worse time of it than I'm having right now. However, what I've been trying to do, and is it's easy for me to tell you this, it's not easy for me to live this. So I, I'm being hypocritical here, but what I hope you hear is that other people's suffering is ultimately irrelevant when you are trying to consider your own life. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and I, you probably know that too, but it, maybe we can just remind each other once in a while mm-hmm. that, um, yeah. I don't know if you are diminishing your own experience or anything, but, but don't, because I very recently, like as in the last week or two, kind of decided, you know, I should probably stop hating myself. I'm, I'm just, right now I'm just too tired to actively pursue hating myself. I'm just so burned out. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I realized I've kind of always said, um, oh, well, you know, at least I have all of my fingers and I've never been tortured in Syria and, and all those things are true and thank God they are true for me. But um, like, I, I wouldn't wish what I've gone through on anybody at the same time. And, and Drew, like I, let, I guess, I guess someone said, I don't know who it was. I can't remember. I've been reading, well, listening to so many things lately on YouTube, but like, um, be grateful for the things you have and something like maybe mourn or regret or be real about the suffering that you have. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I go ahead, right? No, no, you talk. No, no, no. It's your show. You go, you talk. <laughs> it's your show. Go ahead. Say what you're going to say. <laughs> no, I just, I mean, I think I'm, as I learn more about this, I'm Phil, I want you to know that, um, I appreciate the way you've come on. You you come on and you've been like so real as the vast majority of our guests are about your um, experiences. And I, and I only like, you know, edited what I, what I wrote and read to you guys out of respect for people that, you know, are suffering more than me. And mm-hmm. um, it's not out of, 
like I want you to know that I'm I I like you. I I want to look this this suffering down in the eye and and, mm-hmm. and get and get mm-hmm. to the bottom. But I do appreciate your because I think for a long long time I was diminishing this whole thing. Yeah. I was, and you're correct about that. Well, yeah. you know what I, I I noticed too, like like I was having a conversation maybe a month ago with my best friend, and he was like he uh they just bought a house he and his wife they have they have a uh like a toddler and a baby they just bought a house they're in the middle of renovating they're living with his wife's parents while they're renovating the house they just bought they own another house and they've got some issues with the tenants there and he was in the middle of like he just got laid off from his job and took a new job, but then got hired for another job and couldn't decide which job, but he just got this big severance money from this other job. And mm-hmm. he's talking to me and he's like telling me he's like really stressed out. Cause I got these tenants and I got to do these rentals and we're living with the in-laws and the, and you know, blah, blah, blah. And I, I just, I just started this new job, but I got this other job offer and I can't decide which. To... And then he stops himself and he's like, he knows like I'm, laid off right now i'm living on ei i'm going through a divorce i'm i'm like uh yeah. you know in a lot of debts like all this sh- and he stops himself and he goes like oh he's like dude i'm sorry i sound like an asshole like I, i've got like this is just all the stuff i'm talking about like and you're you have real and i was like dude that's your life man we can't compare you can't be like your problems are worse than mine or it's yeah like, i'm your friend I want to hear about your life. I want you to tell me about if you're stressed out, that's a real feeling. You don't mm-hmm. just feel all that stress and then look at someone else and go, Oh, I'm not allowed to feel this stress because I, I look at you and I feel like your stress might be worse. It's like, no, mm-hmm. this is your life. It's real. Don't ever apologize for telling me mm-hmm. what you're going through because I love you and you're my friend and I want to hear about it. And it's real for you. And it's real for me to hear about it. It's real stress like i'm sure fucking bill gates has a stressful day sometimes it's not not real because he has money he i mean he's he's not stressed about some of the same things a lot of regular people are but it's like i don't know you can't really compare and diminish life i mean Mm -hmm. again i mean you have to be realistic yes somebody who's being tortured in syria is going through something that i probably will never understand so that is a real like a real thing but you know, it's, it's, uh, I don't know what I'm, how to finish wrapping up what I was just saying there, but you know what I mean? I do. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think yeah. You nailed it. Yeah. <sighs> yeah I, well, think, I think you nailed it, right? Cause like your friend, if he does, if he just acts like everything's cool, then you have a misconception of the relationship because this guy never has stress apparently. Yeah. So he's, he's just being, he's just doing his, by, by voicing his stress, he's just, being real so i think and then if he's not telling me his stress and we're just doing like bullshit small talk i don't want i don't want to do that i I had friendships (laughs) and i had friendships and like that because like phil was saying for so long i was masking all my problems acting like i was was everything was hunky-dory when it wasn't yeah and i'd have people say to me like why don't you ever have issues yeah exactly why don't things bother you yeah um well, what else, Phil? Is there anything else you want to talk about today? Um, or you got to go make Yeah, there was. And I, I yeah. totally, I was just about to say it, but um, then I looked and saw 
a party hat. Um, and I started thinking about the colors on it. And now I don't know what it was. <laughs> hey, I don't even know why it's in the office. <laughs> What's that? There, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, um, now give me 10 seconds. If it doesn't come then, um, we can just say goodbye. Um, yeah. Can we ask him the magic what? pill question? What's that? Can we, Ryan, can we ask Phil the magic pill question? I don't know if we asked him. Oh, that. yeah, but I think he was just about to say something. Oh, sorry, my bad. No, I was just about to say it didn't come to me, so it probably wasn't super important. Okay, well, we can always do a part two later if you want. Sure. Um, we've had a couple people on now where we've done a, or I think maybe just one, but a part two where uh, they'll come on and have like a specific list of things they wanted to chat about, which was kind of interesting. Um, obviously part one is usually just kind of a getting to know you kind of thing getting to know your scenario but um what is the oh the magic pill question oh yeah so this has just ended up becoming a thing every every time we ask the magic pill question is if there was a magic pill you could take that would cure or remove autism would you take yeah It's so far out there asking me this because I was listening to your podcast when you asked someone that just after I had finished watching the movie The Matrix. Oh, wow. Okay. The, like red and blue pill thing. Yeah. Um, oh. I think it, it really stuck with me because it was like reinforced by the movie. And um, first of all, thanks for asking this and making it. Uh, I know for some people it would be they would choose to become really upset at even the thought of the question. Um, mm -hmm. And for me, I would say, yes, I would definitely want to do that because it has been such a rough ride. Yeah. But um, if I answer, hopefully I can come out of this burnout and this really uh, hard, dark place I am in. And once I'm out of it in, in a couple of years and think not, not a couple of years, but when I'm out of it in a couple of years, yeah um maybe i'll be able to say no yeah i appreciate that answer well, we're here for you bro if you ever need us not even on the podcast like we're here reach out and you're you're now a part of the family <laughs> thanks man <laughs> That's good here. Uh, one day one day we'll have t-shirts <laughs> We can't get matching tattoos because then we wouldn't be autistic. Well, that's, oh, true that's, that. right, that's true right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, oh thank you for doing this, you two. Um, it is. Uh, it was a lifeline for me. I went through episodes one to nine, like back to back, at when I uh, last year, something, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to keep up with uh, with listening to it um, because it's such a good connection i don't know anyone else who who in my little circle who who is like me and it's it's great to to know there's other people out there and just yeah. be able to hear and kind of it, obviously it validates yeah uh, my existence so um thanks well yeah thank you that uh everything you just said i could say right back to you because i appreciate yeah. this conversation man it's it's uh yeah, I really um, have a lot of respect for the way you articulated your ideas and how you presented mm -hmm. them and, and, and uh, uh, yeah, and your honesty and openness. It's been uh, uh, really an honor to talk to you. And that's like, I, I really mean that.
Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks. That's not a guy thing. I'm supposed to say. I'm supposed to say, "Yo, dude, that was that was a good conversation." Yo, thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to be tough for a minute too. Yeah, yeah. So you know, go sports and. Um... <laughs> Yo, guys, <laughs> shut up! I love you both. Okay. See if you can uh, lower my voice <laughs> half off. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll bring us all down. <laughs> Yo, word. <Yeah. laughs> yeah. All right, well, enjoy the rest of your day, man. Have fun sledding with your kids and making chili and all that stuff. And, God, I feel like there's so many, so many things I'd love to ask you, and I I really hope we can do this again sometime. Absolutely. Anytime. Right on. All right, thanks. Have a great day, man. See you guys. Peace. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.